Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly. The 27-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper, better known as the G.O.W.'s resident tribal chief. And with me as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family, me and Mono. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, two, three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, better known as Stephen A. Kimbrough in the building, bro. How you doing? Man, what's good, man? Let's let's get this atrocious show on the road, man. Yeah, and if you guys haven't figured it out by now, that show was indeed Monday Night Raw. So with no further ado, too cold, I'm gonna pass it to you. All right, man. So, you know, we started the show off with Drew McIntyre, the former WWE champion, coming out to the ring, you know, basically cutting the 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 the, um, the cliche remarks that most, you know, champions say after they lost the title. I'm going to find a way to get the title back. You know, this isn't the last you've heard of me. Blase, blase. Then you had the Miz come out, you know, of course, because he's got to brag that he beat Otis because Tucker turned on him. Um, so Miz is now to your new Mr. Money in the Bank for the second time, which I think that's a that's a fail. It should have went to somebody a little more uh some it should have went to someone maybe up and coming or someone a little bit more popular. I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Styles hold it. I, I think that would have added to a little dynamic of, of and you know styles and just whenever he may, you know, drop it on somebody, or you could have gave it to a a a Kevin Owens, or you know, some somebody else could have got it. I, it the Miz was the last person I wanted to see with that briefcase. Uh, but they came out. They basically, you know, they they did their Miz and Morrison thing. They cracked jokes. They made fun of Drew. Uh, they told him, hopefully, it won't take him another 19 years to win another championship. He caught a headbutt. He jaw-jacked Morrison. They kind of went back and forth. It set up for the uh, – it set up the match that was going to be later on, Miz versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, bro, what was, um, I, you know, I, was, was there anything about what Drew said? Are you, are you okay with him not getting that automatic mm-hmm. rematch, even though Randy Orton sounds some way to get a, a rematch after rematch after rematch for the last three pay-per-views, you know, I guess they're kind of playing, uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to take their time with Drew getting his rematch or because of what happened at the end of the show. Maybe something that happened a little previous, but what are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think Drew gonna get his rematch. Uh, like you said, the last few months uh, between Randy and Drew, it's literally been Randy Drew, Randy Drew, Randy Drew. We've seen little, you know, trinkets of uh, Keith Lee for a second, so we thought maybe at one point in time they, it could have been like a triple threat scenario going on. Um, right now with this storyline, you got Randy Orton, you got Miz, you got. Drew McIntyre, and I believe I'm missing somebody, Keith Lee, uh, who has been kind of intertwined and interchanged in this. And then now you have The Fiend as well. So now you have five different people where you can kind of come at this with multiple angles. Uh, to answer your question, though, long story short, uh, Drew McIntyre, he's going to get his rematch sooner than later. My only thing is I think they're going to probably – hold off on a rematch. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen at Survivor Series, obviously, because, you know, it's going to be champion versus champions and stuff like that. So I see it probably happening at the next pay-per-view or even stretching it out to maybe, like you said, maybe a Royal Rumble win or something like that for Drew McIntyre. So I do I see another title match coming soon? No. Do I see him and Orton still teasing animosity between each other while simultaneously dealing with other feuds yes 
Mm, okay. All right. Um, next up, man, we got Styles versus I believe it was Styles versus Hardy. Um, you know, AJ Styles come out to cut a promo, basically asking why does he have to be in this match? He's AJ Styles. He's proven himself all over the world. Uh, we know how good he is. Who does he have to prove himself to? Adam Pierce, like you know, and the fact that he he mentioned Adam Pierce as an official, you know, uh, in the capacity of the company, but uh, it it him and Jeff Hardy put on a it was a decent match. Um, my thing with Jeff Hardy is you're starting to notice the bumps and bruises. You're starting to notice, you know, he, he he's not he's not that guy anymore. And not only that, but it's it's maybe it's time for Jeff Hardy to hang it up. I understand that this is all he knows. This is what he does. This is his livelihood. And and I totally get that. But you don't want to see someone like when you know someone like him has been so dangerous for so long. You don't want to see him do something or or just do the simplest move. But that simplest move can have so much uh, uh, catastrophic injury to him because he's been dealing with so much, you know, for, for the years past. Um, the match, like I said, the match was OK. Styles ended up with the victory. Uh, of course, he's the first person announced for the five on five men's, which I also I want to note that they're not doing NXT this year. Yeah. Uh and I think that's kind of BS. Uh, I think Vince was mad that NXT basically was the best part of the whole invasion. It was the best part about everything about Survivor Series that night. The fact that NXT kind of won most of the matches, except for the five-on-five five match. But Keith Lee looked good. But that just gave Vince McMahon a reason to call him up. But he ain't did nothing with him. But that's a whole other right. conversation. Uh what were what, what, any thoughts on or Hardy versus Styles? Uh, I mean, we've seen it many a times. I think we all saw the writing on the wall. Styles was going to win. I mean, you you want a five on five. You want your best. And he's definitely one of those guys. Any thoughts on that match? Uh, it, It's like you said, you know, and I was thinking this as I was watching the match earlier today. I love Jeff Hardy, but to see. You know, Jeff Hart, it's almost like watching Kurt Angle when Kurt Angle came back to WWE. It hurt my feelings because, you know, even in TNA, even in TNA, he, he still was a machine. He was still able to go. And now, like you said, you know, towards the end of his career, you know, when Jeff, when he walks out, he always looks hurt. He always looks injured. And I'm hoping that's just for storyline purposes. But even when he hit a lightest, all he did was hit him in the back with a guitar. Look, he hit him with a guitar and he ended up limping. So right. I was like, you know, it, it sucks because Jeff Hardy is one of my favorite. And I know, I know it's a cliche, man, but Jeff Hardy is truly one of my favorite people to watch, whether it's with his brother or as a singles competitor. So to see Jeff, you know, not being able to do the high risk moves that he's known for or to do them and get up in a way where it's like, okay, you know, that, that was nothing. It's like, you can tell like every little bit seems to take more and more out of Jeff Hardy. And right. I definitely think if this isn't his last year, I can definitely see this being the last year or two uh, of his run. I don't see Jeff going much longer. But, you know, like I said, I ho hopefully this is all a work and he's not as hurt as he's leading on. But he looks pretty banged up. <laughs> mm, man, excuse me. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I In a way, I hope it is a work. But you know Jeff has been through a lot of injuries. I mean, he just came back from an injury not too long ago before he started the whole drinking 
thing with Elias, uh, not Elias, with uh, Sheamus. Yeah. The whole uh, drunk gimmick and all that. So he was kind of hurt from then. And it's not like he's been doing just wrestling matches. He's been kind of doing a little bit of everything. He's just he's Jeff Hardy. He's a spot guy. He's gonna he's gonna come off the top rope. He's gonna suicide dive. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. He's gonna take risks. And we always appreciate him for it. But like I said, to see him, to see those those risks come back and and to really take a toll on him. You don't want to you don't want to see a guy like that diminish. You, you want to see him go out on top. Um, I'm hoping Jeff has enough to be able to walk away, you know, and not and not be carried away. Uh, but like I said, with that said, you know, uh, I'm glad Styles won. You know, I, yeah. I, I prefer to see him for the for I, I prefer to see him for the Survivor Series match. Uh, next up. Uh, what happened after that? I can't remember. So uh, after that, uh, next up we had Lucha House Party, a uh, party. Lince Dorado and Grand Metal League versus Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa. Um, they, no, no, no. You see that? There's a reason why I forgot that because it was not. I couldn't even remember what that was. Let's <laughs> let's just skip past it. Nothing major happened. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing major happened. Uh, Lucha House Party ended up picking up the victory. But next up, all right. So next up, we had a segment with the women, well, the Raw Women's, well, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Excuse me. Hey, and you I might as well call them the Raw Women's because they're not like them two are going to SmackDown or, or NXT for it. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, you got the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. You know they had a backstage segment with Adam Pearce, and they're pretty much you know trying to figure out one. Who's the team captain of Raw? And, you know, Adam Pierce is pretty much saying, like, hey, you know what? You guys got to wait. And so Nia and Shannon, they both came up with their respective list of people they think should be on the team. And, you know, of course, up under their leadership. And then Adam Pierce says, uh, you know, I'll take it up under advisement, but you guys will find out a little later in the show. After that, we had a Survivor Series qualifying match. We got Mr. Baskin's Glory, one of our favorites, Keith Lee versus the Drifter, Elias. Um, Keith Lee won yeah. this match. Went on way too long. It did. It did. And and, and my th my thought about that was, you had Keith Lee in all these matches where there's no countouts or no decisions or whatever the case may be. He, I think he lost, not clean, but he lost to Braun Strowman a week or two ago thanks to the last low week. blow. Right. Yeah, last week he lost. He lost. You know, thanks to the low blow. So. You've been having Keith Lee not really win decisively or when he loses, like he loses in a cheap, crappy kind of way. Uh, he hasn't been booked the way we knew he wasn't going to be booked coming straight out of NXT. Right. Uh, and for him to pick up this victory, I understand, you know, you want to give Elias a little bit of a fight because he released his new album, which they told us a billion times yesterday. But I feel like Elias was not the person that should have went the distance with Keith Lee. Despite the fact Keith Lee won, yeah. I don't feel like yeah. Keith Lee's one of his first major victories, I guess you can call it, should have been against Elias in a match that was as long as it was. How did you feel about that match? I mean, I know clearly you felt they drug out too long, but performance-wise, how do you think Elias held up against Keith Lee? I mean, Elias is one of those dudes that, like, he, they. this is the one thing I've always hated about WWE is when you're trying to push a guy that you know is really not that great in the ring. And Elias is not great. I like there's never been a match I want to see Elias wrestle. Never. I, I've never I laugh at some of the stuff he does on a guitar when he's a heel. I laugh at that stuff because that stuff sometimes be funny. And then sometimes it's just hearing him sing. And it's like 
dude, you either Vince is writing his songs or he just don't know what the hell it is he wants to sing when he's trying to sing. It's like you never know what you it's like you're trying to think of a word to really rhyme on the spot with what you're saying. So I've never been a huge fan of that. The fact that Elias tried to look credible, uh, I didn't care for him. I didn't care for the match against him and Jeff Hardy on the pay-per-view. I damn sure didn't care for this. Elias, I, I, he's just not one of those guys that are technically sound. I can't count on Elias to to hold his own in a match. Um, I and it always feel like the he's the type of wrestler. Better wrestlers have to dumb themselves down for. So yeah. I definitely, I definitely am not for it. Uh, it should have been a squash, especially with Keith Lee being upset about what happened to Braun. He should have went out there and destroyed Elias, and then Hardy could have still did what he did, but. It, Elias should not have looked that much credible because he's not. Um, but other than that, Keith Lee won, right choice. Everything else was just drug out too long. And like I say, seeing Hardy try to hit Elias with that guitar, but yet I don't want to see another match between these two. I, I hope this sticks to the TV. It, it'll be a raw TV. They'll figure out some little gimmick match to make it so there's no disqualifications, but um, not interested in seeing a rematch between them two and yeah, this this match definitely went on way too long. Next up, we got the Hurt Business versus Retribution, and okay, man, I'm I just really I really don't understand what. Maybe I have my facts wrong. So if I if I have them wrong and you can you can verify that, then please, because I I don't know what the hell is going on. So I could have swore when Retribution was in the ring a few weeks ago, they said that WWE gave them contracts because they got tired of them destroying everybody. Mm-hmm. Then the Hurt Business says that WWE is paying them to defend the rest of their superstars from the Hurt Business. I believe is how it kind of went. I'm paraphrasing here. No. Who no, the no. hell? Is, who, who, who is saving who? Like, the Hurt Business is supposed to be heels, I thought, but then their faces against Retribution. I What? the hell like can you make sense of this oh most definitely uh retribution is bombing um you gave them corny names you you retribution just been they 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 have been nothing this entire time so now you you've been having these 30 odd people come out in these black hoodies and destroy half the property and beating up on wrestlers and they they've done really nothing they're just okay so by the time you broke it down to a group you changed everyone's names no jide no dominic dajakovich no shane uh thorn no mia yam no you know you you changed these people's names and then you gave them crap names with crap mask and crap 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 just just crap all the way down it now the her business, it made sense because them being the type of group of people that don't back down from nobody so it made sense but the problem is, is that people have been bombing on retribution. As much as they try to make light of it during their Twitters and tweets and say, well, this is this and that's that, it's 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 a wrap. Like, I'm sorry, you're you're never you're you're not a it's 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 a failed experiment. Okay. And then you know, after all of those weeks, then Mustafa Ali all of a sudden is the he's the one that brought them back together. You didn't know what to do with him as a SmackDown hacker. Like I thought him revealing that was kind of a nice continuation, but you ain't really did much with it. It's like he was a hacker, and then all of a sudden the hacker just disappeared. 
And then all of a sudden, Mustafa Ali just showed up on Raw, which he was supposed to be on SmackDown. So it's like it did just so much. And then again, the Hurt business, I think the problem with them was they were they weren't beating up anybody. So this was like the real first group of people they were beating up. But it, yeah, that that's all that was, man. This was retribution was supposed to be something. It didn't turn out the way they thought it was. And the Hurt business is they're not they're they're not there to be taken lightly. Like their whole everything they're saying is everything retribution should be saying or doing. And though retribution is saying things, you know, they're they're sneaky. They're, it, it's just not working. Let's just be retribution is not working. Dodger don't look like the guy we know him to be. I was never really expected much from Dio Madden, but obviously he has nothing to offer. Shane Thorne, you know, him and Diamond, him and Dodger they deserve better. They they deserve better. Uh, D'Lo needs to go back to the development and continue to work on his craft. Me and Yim needs to go with him. Uh, and 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 I know that's your girl, Mia Yams. But uh, and Mustafa Ali needs to. I, I I he can stay as a heel. I think him being a heel may help him. But you got to actually do something with him. They, they've given up. The fans have crapped on Retribution. There no one takes him as a credible threat. So therefore, you know, Hurt Business is going to constantly get the win, even though this was an elimination match. MVP and Bobby Lashley got eliminated. Uh, Mia Yim pretended like she was having some uh, ecstasy coked out uh, episode in the middle of the ring. Bugs and stuff is, you know, scratching all over her. Dajakovic got himself and Bobby Lashley eliminated or disqualified, you know, counted out. I'm sorry. They got themselves counted out. So they weren't there. And then. In the end, Mustafa Ali ended up using a chair to get disqualified. So it's like, it doesn't matter if you lose clean or you lose dirty. <laughs> you you just lose it. Why would anybody want to take them as a credible group? And and no one does. And honestly, I think they just need to. Uh, but this, this is one of those things where it's like, you're going to continue to push this, but you can't push actual talented wrestlers. I don't, I'm not saying that none of those guys are talented, but you. Man, you could have just left them as they are and let them be who they are and come in. I mean, I'm not saying Dominic uh, and Keith Lee would have probably stolen the show. But if you had allowed them to to go out there on a Monday Night Raw and say, yo, take this 15, 20 minutes and do what you do best. I think that would be 10 times better than what they're doing now. Yeah. And it's like you said, I mean, from the from the jump, the whole thing was just a hot ass mess. Uh, when Retribution first started coming out, like it was 30 people, like you said, you know, looking like the Dark Order version, too. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was hella people coming out. Uh, then they trimmed it down. And then, like you said, I think had these people took time off from NXT, maybe four or five, six months, then came back, repackaged with new names, maybe it would have worked. But the fact that you lit well, I won't, well, I'm not going to say maybe it would have worked. But maybe, maybe fans, maybe you should have changed their names. Like maybe it would have worked if people we know this died Diamond Dodgerkovich. We know right. this is Shane Thorne. We know this is Mia Yim. We know this was uh, uh Gonzalez, uh, 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 Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes, yeah. Yeah, we knew this was them. Why are you giving us these crap names and doing this crap gimmick and now they're talking in these crappy voices? That's what killed it for them. Honestly, I feel like, and it could be me, but. 
it's funny, you know, this is kind of takes me back to what Chris Jericho was saying that, you know, they don't focus on what WWE is doing, but WWE is focused on everything AEW is doing. When you look at now, all of a sudden, a, I mean, WWE for years, they kind of stayed away from factions and all these, you know, multi-tags. And now every time you turn around, a new tag team popping up. Now every time you turn around, new factions popping up. And 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 now it's like it seems like WWE's trying to counter what AEW is doing. The only thing is, it's like you said, we already know who these people are. Like we, me and Yim were just on NXT TV two or three weeks before she debuted as you know whatever for Retribution. And my thing is, you're not even doing that with me and Yim. How many times have we seen me and Yim on TV with Retribution? You have yet to give her a match. She seemed like honestly, she's just there as a like a diversity hire almost, if you will, for the group. Well, let's let's be real. We say it all the time. She 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 still got some development to do. Like she's she's okay, but there's been too many times where me and Yim has either botched some move and got somebody hurt, or she didn't botch the move and got herself hurt, or She's just not that great of a ring worker. I, she has a nice character, but she's not that great in the ring. Uh, the issue with 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 them and, and, and this whole this whole group is is that you know they're just you you got you you got to cut it loose. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing else to really go for. With you were better off just keeping these guys who they are and and not trying to change them and, and make them really corny like. Like people don't know who they are. Like, well, why why couldn't you just kept them in their same names? Or I, I don't know. They they they, they could have did anything. Well, no, I can't say that because they did anything, and this is what they turned out to be. So <laughs> I, I I no I you know what they should just kept them who they are, and just brought them up. And and also part of the reason why you're getting a lot of factions and tag teams, it is somewhat partly because of AEW, but I also believe it's because. There's the, the morale behind, you know, backstage at WWE is terrible right now. Like people aren't happy. Either one, you know, there's no confidence or no there's no backing to a, a wrestler, you know, getting the opportunity to present what they can do. And when there is, it's pulled under the rug. There's so many changes. People aren't happy to be there. And it's like and honestly, with all the COVID stuff, even though people were told, you know, you can go home if you don't feel safe. But at the end of the day. If you don't stay, they're going to bury you. So it's like you are being punished for not showing up, even though it's not supposed to be that way. So there's so much going on backstage to where Vince kind of got up. And you also have too much talent. We've said this many times. WWE has way too much talent to not do anything with these people. So the best thing you can do is make tag teams and make factions and try to change things up. But there's no... There's no consistency. There's no care because you're changing the scripts an hour, 30 minutes prior to the show. You're you're change you're dropping tag teams left and right. You're trading people just randomly to different shows. So therefore, man, this is this is the result of that. You've got a lot of mixed stuff going on to where it's it's really hard to it's really hard to get behind it. Cause I believe these raw ratings were the lowest of 2020. Uh, I don't think it was the, the lowest, but they were lower than what they've been for the last couple of weeks, especially if we're after uh, a hell after a pay per view show. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like you said, man, I think I think Retribution needs to go some way somehow. I think they're gonna be a part of Survivor Series, which I don't want to see. No. But uh, no, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Oh, please, God, I, don't. I, I, <laughs> please, I, I, I can see it. I can see it. I can. I can see it. I I don't want it. 
Uh, I don't, but I, I can definitely see that being the case. But be that as it may, we got to find out. Next up, man, we got another Survivor Series qualifying match. This one is to, is to determine the final member of the Raw. Well, yeah, the no, Raw. No, this, is only, this is only third member, but this no, third member, was, but this is to determine the captain, right? No, no, no. This wasn't the captain match. This was just the third match. They only had three matches uh, determined. I think AJ Styles was pilot. Oh, no, no, I, I was uh, I was getting to the uh, the next one was the women. Oh, the women, yeah, no, they still didn't announce the captain. They did. Oh, damn. No, they did. I don't. I don't think they did because Nia Jackson and Baszler and then were still arguing with Rose and uh, Brooke, even though Rose and Brooke thought that they should be it. But it's like, come on, Doug. I mean, the obvious is Nia Jackson Baszler. They're the tag team champions. You, they're right. they're the captains. That should be it. Uh, there's no reason Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke should be the captains. Uh, dude, this. And this is a makeshift tag team that is not going to win. And again, two powerful people are going to have to dumb themselves down in order for this group to look good. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. They had their fatal four way, you know, uh, for the women. It was Nikki Cross. It was Peyton Royce. Honestly, the only person I felt was credible in this whole entire match was Nikki Cross. Everyone else is a manager. I know people like Peyton Royce. I'm not, I, I, I don't see it. Like, I, I just don't, I don't see it. There's nothing about her that says wow to me. Like, Bailey, you can see it. Sasha, you can see it. Naomi, you can see it. Oscar, you can see it. Flair, Becky, you can see it. Nikki Cross, you can see it. Bianca Belair, you can see it. Lacey Evans, you can see it. I don't see it in Peyton Royce. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm missing it. I, I got, I got four eyes. And I'm missing it. I, I I'm not seeing it. So, her, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, uh, Nikki Cross, and Lana, and again, Lana. What I? Okay, whatever. I <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I is this was a waste of a match. Lana won. They ended up putting her through a table anyway. So, I don't. I I I I am not invested in. And and I hate to say that, but I'm not invested in this SmackDown women's match for uh not the not SmackDown the uh, Survivor Series 505 women's match. I have no I have no confidence in watching. That will truly be a bathroom break. And that's not what I want to say about the women in WWE. Well, hold on, hold on. We gotta think about it. This is only the the Raw side, you know, the SmackDown side. You know, it's it's some potential on the SmackDown side because you know you know you know Bianca gonna be on there for sure. I could see Sasha and Bailey. Well, um, no, 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 they're doing the champions thing. Okay, again. Oh, Bailey, okay. Uh, 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 Sasha won't be in it. Okay, so I, I could see Bailey maybe if she not fighting Sasha again. I can mm -hmm. see Bailey. So you got Bailey, Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. Who else you got on SmackDown? Exactly. <laughs> oh. Wait. You got Peyton Royce's partner. Okay, yeah. If Peyton Royce is, uh, oh, Billy Kay, maybe. Damn, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Who did Bianca Belair just beat? Selena Vega. I can see Selena Vega. Okay, but I'm not seeing that as. I'm not. I guess it's me. I'm not looking at that match and be like, "Oh man, that should be a pretty decent match." I'm looking at that like that's going to be a terrible match. You know what? <laughs> that, I, that, that match is going to be terrible. But, but you know what? I, I got to see who the final two raw competitors are. There, there is no final raw competitors. The, all the women's is, is announced. It's Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax 
it's uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke and Lana winning the Fatal Four Way. She's the fifth person for the Raw side. That's the Raw team. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, man. I'm like, dude. There is no. That's why I'm like, Whoa. yo. Like, really? Like, this is what y'all putting together? But this is this is what happens when you don't push people to be. You know, you don't push the right people to be the stars they need to be. That's why I'm like, when you started naming people for SmackDown, I'm like, okay, I'll give you Bailey. I, you know, I, I give you Bianca. I give you Vega because she can probably she'll be like the Lana of the group. I can't name two other women, and I know oh, I'm for women, but Naomi's no. on Raw, so I'm not gonna say her. So I, I really don't know who else to really say that I have confidence in. You just said she was the Lana of the group. Damn, she is bro. the Lana of the group. No, she's better than Lana, but she's just now starting to wrestle. Like she's been okay. a manager all this time, so she hasn't really been doing much. And she did okay against Bianca. I mean, she had a better match against Oscar than she did with Bianca. But I, it, she, she's the low Tony. She's the low on that pole of, of, of top tier as far as that that SmackDown list is going to look like. But I, but look, uh, I'm not confident about this 505 women's match. Now the Raw Women's Champion versus the SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, I'm invested in that. I want to see that match happen because that's going to be Oscar versus Banks. Depending on if they don't have Banks fight Bailey anytime soon, I hope they would actually save it to after Survivor Series. But uh, I, I, I think so. Right, you, but, had the, you had the Street Profits versus the New Day. I'm not gonna lie. Now they backstage segment was funny as hell. Did you see? That? And, and I, I wanted to get on to that because that's when they started announcing all the the title matches, and I'm like, oh man. So I wonder if they're gonna do NXT again. And then they like, nah, just Raw versus SmackDown. I'm like, ah, y'all don't want to get embarrassed again. You don't want NXT your NXT talent to look better than your main roster talent. Whatever it is, what it is. But like you said, you hey, got. You know, I. I the the new day pretend to be the street prophets. Kofi <laughs> pretend to be Dawkins falling asleep. You know, and, and just it was funny. I can't wait to see what the prophets is gonna do on SmackDown. Like I I know I don't know if Dawkins is gonna wear unicorn stuff, but I know uh, Montez Ford will probably put it on. So I, I can see them yeah. pretend to be the new day. And then I can see Big E walking up and saying something to him, or you know, just I can see something interacting. I'm kind of interested in that, but. They ran down the card. Okay, you're gonna get the Raw tag versus the SmackDown tag. You're gonna get the Raw women's versus the SmackDown women's. You're gonna get Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. You're gonna get uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. You know, pending longs. There's no championship. You know, uh, matches where there's the title changes hands. These are the people in the matches you're gonna get for Survivor Series. And then of course you'll get the women's five on five. And you'll get the men's five on five. And then next week they're gonna. I mean, like this Friday SmackDown, they'll do three more for the for the men. And then I think next week because we're three weeks out, so next week they'll finish out the final two for both men's side for the Raw and the SmackDown. But um, just the whole, and then the fact that you had the 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 Hurt Business walk up and not only mention that Bobby was gonna beat Sami Zayn, but then they put their hats in the like, yo, we're gonna go after the tag team championships, which is something I actually am okay with because. I feel like if you want to make this group somewhat legit, you, you're going to have to kind of put some of the titles on them. So right now with the tag division being the way it is, uh, you can I don't see New Day joining the her business, but I do see them eventually maybe MVP and Sheldon Benjamin or if not Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin, uh, one of them two will team up and they'll go after the New Day after Survivor Series. 
bro, you got the New Day, you got the Street Profits, you got the Hurt bro. Business, man. Black people running the muck in WWE. <laughs> hey, man, look, 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 hey, man, look. You know what? I, I, people can you. I'm sure folks have their opinion about some of that stuff, but you know, it's it's good to finally see. It's good to finally see a lot of us doing something and not not being our truth. I don't I don't include I don't I don't include our truth in that conversation. And I know our truth is just doing what. But I've it's always been kind of a disgrace to watch him. He's been funny. He's had his moments, but it's always been like, you know, I, I, I wish he was never considered nothing more than just a joke and i get in wrestling that's what you have you have people that are just comedic wrestlers you have a lot of them black white whatever they're all different kinds but uh it's like he he was he was he was a fool on tv more than your legitimate stars you know you saw our truth more than you probably saw bobby lashley you probably saw our truth more than you saw cedric alexander you probably saw our truth more than you saw apollo cruz and all of those guys are better wrestlers than our truth don't get me wrong our truth can hold his own he's been around long enough but it, it, it's kind of to a point with me where and i know it's kind of racially political but at the same time i've, I've gotten i'm done with our truth like i like there, there's it, there's nothing funny about him you know being this joke anymore like i i want to see folks that look like me and you i want to see us actually be taken seriously more uh it was nice to see kofi win but that title reign was terrible i there was no real support behind him being a champion i feel like it was a forced issue it wasn't like no we have confidence in you we want you to be it felt like hey you know what people kind of really like you we're, we're gonna up this and you know but Outside of that, I, it's good to see, you know, the Hurt Business. It's good to see the Street Profits. It's good to see the New Day. Um, it's good to see that Apollo's doing a little bit more. Uh, just get rid of Truth and get rid of that 24-7 championship, and I'm good. Well, last and not least, as far as the matches go, we got Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus ended up picking up the victory via Best Penn match Paul. of the night, by the way. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm – I'm not a huge Seamus fan. Like I, I respect the work Seamus has done. You know, I, mm. I respect the character. Like he's a he's a he's a good wrestler. It's just, you know, he's not on like my favorites to watch. But I mean the guy can work his ass off. Like that was right. really I would agree with you a thousand percent. Definitely match of the night by far. But let, let, right. let's get let, let's get to the end. Okay. So we have the moment of bliss segment. We got Randy Orton, and boy, let me tell you this, Randy Orton, you done it again. Alexa Bliss, though, to me, she was a breakout star in this segment. To me, she's more of the fiend than the fiend. Like, I love her in this role. Like, I liked it at first, but now I am really loving, like, the way she she's really, like, the whole let him in, the whole fiend persona, the whole character, she's making me buy more into the fiend because just the way she's coming off. Because you it, she's it's, selling the brainwash, the being brainwashed, yeah. she's really selling that and 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 being hopelessly not naive about it, like totally playing it well. And and the crazy part and like the the scary part to me is it's believable. Like dude, I like uh, it, it doesn't seem like she's acting like she's not 
it doesn't seem like she's trying. It's like, yo, it's so effortless for her. It's like literally she hits a switch and she's a looney tune, bro. <laughs> well, look, well, because Bliss is Bliss is a good character. Like as long as she's been in the company, you know, once she's got made to the main roster, she's been one of the top female women outside of the the four horse women that's held her own. I mean, she can promo, she can be emotional, she she can give you everything that you need as a talent, and she's awesome. But to see her have the freedom of range with the fiend. And 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 I, and I know we we kind of passed over it, but the fact that she poisoned Rabin uh uh my boy with the uh oh yeah with arsenic yeah with the arsenic she didn't she didn't poison him uh they didn't brought up the whole Randy Orton thing. I, I I thought that was funny and then her the the context in Bray Wyatt's eyes I don't know if that was his eyes are just really that blue but they just looked at extra. I don't know it was just yeah. I'm like damn this, they look extra bright but then when you, when you got to her and just her mannerism, everything she was doing is unless the business killing it. And I'm glad they're finding her something meaningful to do instead of just being in the tag team with Nikki Cross and just like that. That was okay. That was like the only legit tag team you had was Nikki Cross and, and Alexa Bliss outside of Banks and Bailey. But I, I'm glad she's doing something different. And because we've never seen this side of her and the fiend being the fiend and yeah, all, all of that was was awesome. So, like you said, we got to the moment of bliss, and you know, Randy comes out, and you know, she introduces him, and you know, and she he says, you know, you can sit, and Randy's like, nah, I think I'll stand, and you know, she kind of gives him this props about the mail to sell match, and you know, she makes sure to say, you know, you and you and Drew definitely burned the house down, yeah. and gave her that that crazy look, and then Orton's like, there it is. There it is. Burn the house down. You got any other surprises for me, Alyssa? You know, and 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 then for the fact that Drew came out, and then you know they had a little back and forth, and then the Fiend music hit. Now I now I was thinking to myself like, okay, who is he gonna get? Like we we expect Orton, but it'd be crazy if he went after Drew, or if Drew was in the ring, but no, Drew's no longer in the ring. I, I don't know, just something you know that 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 twist that the Fiend does. But the fact that Orton got out at stood at the top of the ramp, the Fiend was behind him. His choice was, I could fight the Fiend or I could fight Drew McIntyre. And even though he says he's not a, afraid of the Fiend, he chose to go fight Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and they fought until the show ended. But I, I thought just for that few little moments, that that segment was cool. You know, it wasn't like, oh my God, wow, wow. It was, but it was, it was a good segment. It, it served its purpose to set up what they needed to set up. Um, I'm just curious on where they're gonna go with Orton and Fiend. Like, are you, are you, are you just building the Fiend up as one of those people for Orton to beat until he faces or Edge? Like, I don't, I, I don't think it really matters for the Fiend to win the championship right now. But because there's real good story behind him and Randy Orton. I don't want them to just rush it just so you can get to another pay-per-view. Like I want you, I want you to really take your time with it. And I hope they actually take their time with it. Well, Tuco, aka Stephen A. Kimbrough, aka, you know, one of the founding members of the GOW. You know, uh we, we 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 done, man. We wrapped up the raw review. Uh it wasn't it, it wasn't much this week. Hopefully, no SmackDown. Uh, Gives us different vibes. Hopefully, NXT and I damn sure know AEW gonna give us different vibes. So, I mean, oh, dude, SmackDown's gonna get SmackDown's gonna get different vibes because we all waiting to see what's gonna happen with Jay and Roman. Uh, we, yeah. So, 
that's that's gonna be the whole thing of the show. It's just, but no, this this show wasn't. I mean, it wasn't really nothing spectacular. Like I said, the qualifying matches were cool. Um, you know, the segment with you know Orton and Fiend and, and Drew that was fine. Bliss, you know, just I I, I hope whatever I I know Vince is rewriting the script prior to the show i hope he's not messing with the fiend i hope he's just like look you know what you guys are you're writing what you're writing it's awesome it's working it's getting over continue to do what you do i don't want him messing with them just let them do what they do let them be what they be uh but other than that man uh yeah this this is just a basic show man i you know I, like I said, I couldn't even remember our truth and them having a, a tag team match because that that's that's just how non important it really was. But me yeah. neither. Me neither. But Google is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely is, man. But uh, yeah, other than that, man, like I said, it's excited to see NXT, AEW, and then definitely for SmackDown and uh, Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc's this Saturday. Yeah, so you know we got to do a review for Halloween Havoc, baby. So, so, yeah, and I got to get my comeback. I'm only down three points, so I definitely got to get my comeback on these points. Hey, man, look, another bag of Grippos will be awaiting me at the promised land. <laughs> we got to Survivor Series, baby. We going to get this. We going to see you after Survivor Series who's winning, but uh, we all good. All right, bad, bad, bad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, yours truly, the 27-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the Tribal Chief. And, of course, we got my good brother right here, man, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down. He is the flyest in the room, Stephen A. Kimbrough. And until next time, man, we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>